A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to, and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Welcome to the Holocron Chronicles. This is episode two, where the rubber meets the stars. I am Mark at the Canardian Caravan. I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good. I'm only amazing part of the time, though. You know, after hours, I'm pretty average, so I'm just kind of <laughs> mellowing. But it has, it has not been an average last three hours for being a Star Wars fan, or a Marvel fan, for that matter i mean oh my god or, or disney fan in general there's been in so general. much stuff my wife has been going crazy she's a big mighty ducks fan a big hocus pocus fan we've got continuations of both of those on disney plus uh, i'm sure the listeners can go and look up the full amount of just craziness that has been uh unleashed today in the four hour disney investment call but we're going to talk about a couple of updates uh but first this is episode two we dropped episode one, and we're, we're very excited to get this new show on the go. And we have our own little uh, Twitter handle. Do you want to tell folks where they can find us if they like the show and want to talk and, and share our Star Wars excitement? Talk and share. And yeah, Mark and I, we, we've become each other's uh, accountability buddies when it comes to Twitter, because apparently neither one of us are very good at it. But you can no. find us over uh, over on Twitter at HolocronU. That's H-O-L-O-C-R-O-N. And the letter U, so that is at Holocron U. Uh, exactly. And drop us a line about the show, share something fun, ask us a question, uh, and we will talk about it on the program. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, with that stuff out of the way, let's get to the really exciting stuff. Uh, we're we're gonna go through the canon update just like we promised last time, but this this is too much to pass up. Uh, a real time, real life update as it's happening. We're we're recording this like. Literally minutes, hours, maybe, you know, after all of this was announced. So I'm sure by the time people are even listening to this, there could be some more information about these shows, uh, about the stars, more trailers being released. I was just on YouTube and they've been dropping Marvel and different trailers. Yeah, like, I know. Just yeah, continuously. There was one for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is my big grasp awesome. uh, that I haven't had a chance to watch. Yet, so I'll be doing that right after we're done here. That's for sure. Well, I got to watch that one. Uh, there's been What If, uh, teaser for uh, Miss Marvel. But yeah, let's let's get into some of the Star Wars stuff. So let's. I think I'll just I'll, I'll read the list, and then Charlie, tell me what you're most excited about, maybe what you're least excited about, and uh, kind of your overall impression. So the list begins with Andor. So that's a Cassian Andor uh, series. This is obviously happening before Rogue One. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be a pretty dull series after rogue yeah, one Yeah, right uh, oh we knew him well <laughs> that's it yeah uh just a it's a cooking show about charcoal Ooh, uh ouch. Brutal. too soon uh anyway so uh p.s if you're listening to this show get ready for star wars spoilers we don't we're not intending to hold stuff back <laughs> Yeah, it'd be foolish. That's dumb. If you're, we yeah. figure if if you're finding a show like this, you're in the know. You're somebody who knows what's been going on. Uh, and if you don't like it, there's an opportunity to talk about it on Twitter because we're there for you. So let us know. Yes. So uh, so be prepared. Full spoilers for everything we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're not holding anything back. Uh, the the only thing, I mean, we won't get into, um, you know, stuff. It, 
today we're going to be talking about stuff that happened in November, so we won't be spoiling, you know, the newest of the new stuff. But uh, yeah, they, we're still like movies and stuff that already happened. We're you know full spoiler, so uh, catch up. <laughs> uh, after Andor, we have uh, a droid story. This is going to be uh, animated, uh, an animated series. I think more aimed at young kids. Right. Uh, we have the Bad Batch, another animated series, but looks to continue the tone of Clone Wars, Rebels, all that kind of stuff. Of course, the Bad Batch was introduced in the Clone Wars, and I am super excited for that one. Uh, Ahsoka, live action. We kind of figured that this was coming. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. kind of makes a lot of sense, and I can't wait to see the supporting cast, because there's a pe- couple of people that I'm really, really hoping for. Right. Uh, anyway, oh. we'll, we'll yeah, talk yeah. about that a little later right uh star wars the acolyte this is one we don't really know anything about this right now right it looks like it's shaped in a little bit of mystery but definitely has some dark side force wielding connotation is the vibe i get simply by this logo that's red with a big red slash cut across it i mean you know uh two and two make fun you know so yeah go for it yeah it's it's a badass looking logo so can't wait to hear more about that uh obi-wan kenobi uh, the big news on that front, we already knew this was happening, but Hayden Christensen was announced to be in that as well. So, uh, so we'll uh, take take that how you will. If you're a big, let, yeah, big let fan let let the, let the let the uproar begin. Exactly. So, um, it was revealed that this is taking place ten years after Episode Three. So, unless we're going to see some flashbacks to before Episode Three, you won't see Hayden's face really. So right. I don't really I'm, know what people, people will still find a way to complain. There's no doubt. about <laughs> I'm, I'm really thinking we're going to get some heavy flashback scene in this of, you know, he's uh, I'm guessing Obi-Wan's still going to be haunted by the, the betrayal of his best friend and everything that happened there. And I, I think that we're going to get some heavy flashbacks of them uh, fighting in the Clone Wars, doing missions together, training up, being best buddies. And then the flashbacks or, or the flash forwards to to right Present. now when uh, Darth Vader is uh, actively hunting down Jedi um, right. and, and just, you know, yeah. Just, that's, what, that, that's when I fear they're going to have to dance around a lot of what you've seen in the comics. But, you know, Lucasfilm is committed to canon, so which is, of course, what we talk about here. And I know you're going to talk about the latest issue of Darth Vader uh, comic that came out in November. So, uh, yeah, that, that should be interesting. Absolutely. Uh, Lando, that's another series that's coming. You can only assume that this is going to be The Adventures of Young Lando and... Uh... I'm wondering if they're going to get Donald Glover back. Did they, did they have announced any casting for this? I think they've they, announced absolutely uh, not. directors. They, they, they mentioned the gentleman making it, and I, I'm drawing a blank on his name, made that series, Dear White People, uh, which was uh, very cutting, very irreverent. So will this be somewhere between social commentary? Will, be, will it be somewhere uh, between uh, you know just, just a raw comic, uh, comedy? I don't know, but I've always enjoyed the character. Donald Glover did such a masterful turn. Uh, mm-hmm. At the helm, probably the best thing about Solo was yeah. Donald Glover. I he, would say. he brought a ton of swagger to that. The uh, the name for the the showrunner uh, you were thinking of is Justin Simeon. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's how to pronounce the last name. Uh, early development stages right now, so I can't wait to hear more about how they're doing this. But uh, I really hope they get him back. That's going to be awesome. Uh, next, we have Rangers of the New Republic. Mm, when, yes. when I first read this. I don't know why I just my mind replaced it and I read Rangers of the Old Republic and I thought that's where this was going to be taking place. But this is another thing taking place in the Mandalorian timeline from from what I've been reading. Terrific for me because the Rangers we've seen so far, there's been the the one heavy set Asian guy. Well, he's Asian to us. It's not Asian in space. There's no Asia. Uh, The the one gentleman who recruited Cara Dune, he's Mm -hmm. an X-Wing pilot, but he is a Ranger. He's out there doing his thing. Um, which is cool because X-wings are my thing. You know, I've got the, I've got my little cosplay club, the dragon snake. So that, that really speaks to me as does this next entry, the first, uh, film that we've, uh, heard. This will be the first film to hit the theaters in four years by the time it comes out, which is crazy. Rogue squadron. That's, uh, and that's, uh, Patty Jenkins. Right. And heard, I heard through the grapevine, this is going to be set post- Rise of Skywalker. This is moving the story forward. 
yeah, moving yeah, it's, the story uh, forward, which is awesome because that is that that's the catch-all that people who are kind of nudniks like our mutual friend Todd, our fellow podcaster, our fellow podcaster, is always like, oh, I want I want them to move the ball forward. I don't want to see the original trilogy time frame for Clone Wars. Well, well, this is they're moving the ball forward. This is mm-hmm. this is their effort to make that happen, and I think that that's fantastic. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. And uh, finally, Visions. So that's a uh, animated shorts is basically that one. Uh, going to look at the galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators, which I think could be really cool. We've seen um, the animatrix and different things. If this takes on kind of a similar look, vibe, and approach to that, I think it could be kind of badass. Um one little update. I mean, this is this is how new this stuff is. Uh, we're literally literally reading. Uh, so back to the acolyte. Uh, you were totally right on. Uh, so that's Leslie Headland. Uh, she's bringing this series to Disney Plus. It's a mystery a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high Republic era. Right. That I did hear that blur, but it just, it totally, it totally skipped my mind. Yeah. I, I, this stuff's been coming out so fast and we were getting ready to record that. I've been just trying to take as much in, but I just read that one. Um, who man, that sounds badass. So I know. Charlie, oh my God. It, it doesn't seem like they have a loser in the bunch without a doubt. <laughs> no, no, for sure. Uh, what, Speaking so so on that point, I guess what what gets you the most excited about this? I mean, uh, it's it's list. it's it's tough. You know that my heart when it comes to Star Wars in general is OT. Um, so uh, you know, Lando uh, could you know or Andor or certainly um, uh, Obi Wan. Um, but Rangers of the New Republic just sounds so badass to me because, again, you're in the world of and Ahsoka as well. So I almost would tie the two together. You're yeah. and I could see how that there could be some kind of interaction. I just this I would say what doesn't really fire me up would be maybe the animated stuff. I'm kind of willy nilly on the Bad Batch. That was not really my jam for that last season of Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, but all this live action stuff that they've got teed up. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't I can't pick one. I can't pick one. I would assume Andor might be the first one we're seeing because it was the first announced so. well over a year ago. Um, yeah. But we're talking about stuff. Um, maybe Kenobi. I'm not sure. I think they're releasing Andor first, though. Yeah, I, I right. feel I feel like Kenobi. They at least it was a rumor for the longest time, but it was just at D23 back in the summertime they announced that you McGregor. Right. Uh, was returning. Um, so yeah, I feel like Andor is going to drop and they had, you know, comparatively, if you look at what they released, they had production video from, from uh, Andor. So it looked like they had actually, you know, moved, moved quite a bit on that. So um, reading right now, Andor is streaming in 2022. Okay. And there's no date for, uh, for Kenobi. So I think you might be right, but we are a little ways out from actually right. seeing some of this stuff. Like uh, visions is coming in 21, but you know, the, the animated stuff, uh, maybe that can go a little faster. I don't know, man. Yeah. This, the, so even, and, or if that's the first one to drop, man, we've, we've got a bit to go. I know it is creeping up on 2021, but, uh, waiting a year or more to, to start these series. It's, it's such a, a high right now, like floating on all these announcements, but, uh, bring back down to reality when we realize that we might, we might not see any of this for like two years. Right. Yeah. Big time. Big time. So yeah, that, that is nuts. So yeah, not, now the, uh, and what's tough for them is that the Mandalorian's wrapping up, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, me and, and Alex Terry, were doing a big blowout, uh, single episode of code 47, uh, two weeks from now to wrap mm-hmm. up uh, the end of the Mandalorian. But after that, it, it kind of turns into in, in Star Trek is in the same spot. It kind of turns into this desert, where there, there's not going to be any programming for a while. There's nothing really lined up. So I guess then we all shift our boat over to watching uh, WandaVision, which comes out January 15th. So we all become Marvelites for a little while before <laughs> then shifting back to when the next Star Trek comes on and then the Mandalorian will be back next, I'm sure, October. So, yeah. ah, uh, ah! so much stuff. Now, on that, the last thing I want to bring up, and, and I'm kind of feeling the same way. I'm super excited, especially for Ahsoka. Um, but but all of this sounds sounds great to me for sure. But 
with with Ahsoka, Rangers of the New Republic, Mandalorian, all taking place in the same time frame, is that a bit of a letdown for you? Just knowing that we could be exploring, like with Rogue Squadron or some other stuff, it, you know, it, could some of these shows have been a, an opportunity to move the timeline forward or way, 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 way the hell back. Like I originally thought with uh, Rangers of the old Republic, which doesn't actually exist. Um, are, are you at all disappointed by that? Or are you just excited that we're getting all of this star Wars stuff? You know, I, being that it's funny, you know, when I put it in the same lens as Star Trek, which which shifts around, there's prequel series, there's mm. there's an original series, they jump forward 100 years, they have the next generation, there were three series that took place there, you jump it forward another 20 years and you have, you know, the further adventures of Picard, who is an existing character, and now Star Trek Discovery has gone a thousand years in the future, so, right. you know, giving yourself this big huge canvas to paint on it's not a bad thing you can still plug things in you can have different adventures you can find ways to make them correlate you can world build that's something that's great about star trek discovery right now which we talk about on code 47 they're really using pre-existing world building to enhance storyline taking place a thousand years beyond anything that's really happened and that's pretty exciting so star wars could turn itself into the same kind of thing yeah yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, another thing that we didn't mention, uh, both Ahsoka and Rangers are uh, headlined by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, which if the you're man. a fan of The Mandalorian, I mean, those guys should just own Star Wars at this point. Whole lot of faith in that. They, they've got great creators. Uh, one thing we didn't hear, though, is... The Taika Waititi, we still don't know anything about his project. There's None of these are tied to him. Uh, they they did announce today that that he's he's working on something. It's in early development, uh, so that's nothing there. Nothing from Feige. Uh, we're wondering if they're partnering on something with you know Kevin Feige producing right. after he moves over from Marvel. Is that the Taika Waititi show or movie or whatever is happening there? Uh, that is not on this list. So so add something else uh, a little further down the pipeline with right. uh, with that. So um, anything else you wanna you wanna talk about uh, before no. we wrap this up and move on? I mean, this is great. You know, again, you're, you're forging, you know, you've had this uh, saga that existed uh, with such great spaces in between. Star Trek was, was the same in the 1970s. There was nothing. Uh, and then there was everything. And Star Wars is kind of, it's coming into its own real golden age, I think, of real, re real entertainment, that you're transitioning away from movies onto television where you can tell bigger stories, you can tell more stories, um, and, and, and the way the way of the world with, you know, Corona and, and the pandemic is that we're all at home watching TV. That's really the mark that's been made. So I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, they prove that they can do it with Star Wars on TV with The Mandalorian. Everybody loves it for the most part. Um, so I think that's why you've seen this just absolute explosion of the way things are going to go uh, tilting into at home entertainment. So I think it's fantastic. And it, it's funny that the the last time I was on Secret Friends Unite proper, I, I I think I alluded to the fact that I wanted Star Wars to kind of marvelize themselves, where you can tell different stories in different ways, but it still all takes place in the universe. And looking at this list, it's like Lando could be the the funny kind of humorous, like more heisty kind of stuff like Ant-Man. Rangers of the New Republic could be, uh, you know, kind of more of a gritty kind of war thing or just a badass team. Uh, the Acolyte could be, I said, I think I even said like John Wick with a lightsaber. That could be this. Uh, <laughs> right, know, right. We've got uh. Ahsoka, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi rounded. Like, th like there's all of the stuff that I mentioned, like you could kind of pick and choose a bit of what could be in each of these. And it's so great to see uh, the Star Wars universe just taking off in different directions, but it's all going to be wrapped in Star Wars. Like a few years ago, if you had a said Mandalorian is going to be a spaghetti Western, how's that going to fit into Star Wars? Well, man, it so does. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's defining a new era of Star Wars and uh, seeing two spinoffs in that era, like, man, the creators uh, seem to have faith in it. So um, I, I love where they're going with this, but uh, let's let's see where they've been and get to the stuff from November 2020. This is the Chrono Update-O. Uh, do you want to go through the, the full list and then maybe we'll 
you know, we'll, we'll pick a couple of things that we each liked and, uh, yeah, Let, let's absolutely do that. And I'll tell you, we'll leave out the thing that we're going to circle back to. So, I like it. um, yeah, we'll, we'll go onesie twosie. So I'll jump in, uh, and I'll touch the first one, which was, uh, we got, uh, a special called, uh, star Wars adventures, shadow of Darth Vader's castle. And these, these are actually not published by Marvel, which does the bulk of, the ongoing Star Wars kind of canon stories, but, um, but oh, I say that, but this this is a canonical one shot uh, issue that was published uh, in November, uh, written by, uh, written by. Well, I'll skip all this part. So let's see the publisher yeah. summary. The Empire has fallen. The Mustafarians celebrate, but they know they will never be safe as long as they live in the shadow of Vader's castle. Two young boys decide they're going to destroy the castle themselves, but a wizened old Mustafarian tries to put them off by telling them each tales, uh, telling tales to teach them lessons that they might have otherwise learned the hard way. Mm, Interesting. I didn't know that that was really canon. I know that we wanted to kind of drill down on that, but... um, Mm. But you know what? That's, that sounds kind of cool. Good for IDW. Yeah. I learned something today. All right, next one's you. Bounty Hunter. <laughs> Bounty, Bounty Hunter, Hunter 7, yeah. Uh, so 7, this is a canon comic again. Um, this one was actually published, uh, published by Marvel. Um, I don't know. Have you been following Bounty Hunters? This was the first one I read, so I'm not... I, not, I, uh, I have. I'll tell you what. Do yourself a favor. Just just read the, the plot summary. The that might thing. help you. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I did read this one, but it was kind of like, where the hell have they been before this? I think I need to go back and read the other six. Right. Um, but the uh, you know the summary, quickly, no one can escape the Finesmen, a badly wounded Valance, uh, reunites with a long-lost love on a secret rebel base. But trouble is right on his heels. So uh, there's a bounty hunting duo following uh, this guy, and uh, kind of, a, it's like a badass, like, cyborg story kind of thing. I thought this was really cool, but uh, wasn't my favorite comic of the month. We'll get to that one. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, and then I'll segue in, and again, uh, Star Wars Adventures. This is great because it ties into something about, and again, is this kind of again a, a, a canon one shot? I just we're gonna have to subscribe to this series too. Now I feel stupid. Um, but this one actually touches on the big green rabbit Jackson, uh, which cracks me. It's even though it's spelled J A X X O N. I have a son named Jackson, so that always that, that cracks me up. Uh, frame for also a big green rabbit. Also a big green. Uh, no, on his mother's side. My, his, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, Frank <laughs> for crime he didn't commit. Jackson finds himself at odds with the Empire, the Rebellion, and his ex-partner Amazia Foxtrain. Well, I don't know much about that. Uh, co-starring Luke, Leia, and Chewie in the days leading up to the Empire Strikes Back, which is canonically where the Marvel comics are. Marvel comics are just past the Empire Strikes Back right now, so it's kind of cool. Uh, plus, an all-new a tale of everyone's favorite droid bounty hunter from the Empire Strikes Back, IG-88, with apologies to Forlam. <laughs> so I get the feeling these are uh, spun in kind of a fun way, but again, not 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 really fully embracing uh, that those are um, canon. So, um, but uh, you t- talk about this next one. This one is a favorite of my wife's. The series we read the whole entire first series and mm-hmm. just got resubscribed to it, and it's actually it's a character that my wife does cosplay because she likes it so much. Yeah, Doctor Afra, number six. Uh, this is um, I. I love this character. I even before I knew this character existed, I said, I, you know, I I said Star Wars needs its own Indiana Jones, uh, and they they started with this Doctor Afra stuff. And is she good? Is she bad? Who knows? Uh, so the publisher summary: Afra has a new worst enemy, the villainous Domina. I'm going to say Tag, Tej. I, I believe so. And she was a, um, if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to dig in. I feel like she was in the original EU Marvel run, and they have reinvented her for this. I feel like that's the case, but I have to I like that they're doing that with some of the characters. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I like this book. Um, you know, it, it gives a good kind of character summary of who Afra is and her kind of attitude. You get a little bit of that sassiness uh, with this uh, just just how she approaches all of this, but also she's kind of met someone who's a step ahead of her. So it was, I, I thought this was a really interesting take. Right, yeah, and you get a, an appearance from uh, Sana Staros, who was 
early in the um, the current Marvel, the canon Marvel run, uh, was another bounty hunter scammer who was uh, running around saying she was Han Solo's wife in order to make some money. So mm-hmm. uh, very interesting. You'll uh, find this out when uh, the special episode you and I were talking about, which is doing an overview of the first Marvel canon run. You'll find mm-hmm. out a little bit about that. So. Um, so yeah, so that leaves us back to uh, Star Wars Adventures number two again. Canon, 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 canon. I don't know, uh, but let's see here. <laughs> the Pulp adventures Pulp. definitely seem lighter, right? They do, absolutely. Yeah, uh, place between the events of the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Poe and Finn have taken Ray to a remote planet to continue her Jedi training. But they're surprised to find the First Order's reach extends far and wide. Um, so certainly the uh, the cover of it doesn't look quite so uh, quite so light in content. But um, yeah, I'm trying to figure. Is it saying here? Yeah, I guess if it's saying all the rest of them are canon, this one must be as well. So that's okay. Um, I guess I'll have to get a, sub- a subscription to that as well, so that we are uh, we're definitely more well-rounded. So fully well, yeah, that, and that's it. Like we'll we'll fully admit when uh, we're not super well-versed. And I know uh, comics for me before we started this was a, a weak point. Um, and and Charlie will admit the same thing about canon video games. Although you do oh, yeah. watch all the cutscenes, which is great. I, lo- I, I um, do enjoy the cutscenes. You got that. The right. mini movies, almost uh, or or extended movies, depending on how long the cutscenes are. But right. uh, you know, I I really enjoyed going back and uh, let's let's just quickly run through. I don't even think we need an, an explanation of these ones uh, for other books that were released this month right uh, oh, yeah. star wars yeah, complete right vehicles now. uh we got star wars the mandalorian season two poster book uh which is, is kind of badass if you like those uh from a certain point of view the empire strikes back uh now, that's this, this one i will for sure be reading because i read at least portions of the from a certain point of view uh from a new hope which came out uh, they're basically being released in conjunction with the an- the 40th anniversary of that film. So I, this is what I got from the library, and I read a little bit of it, and I didn't end up finishing it. Um, but what I want to do is when I'm back on the road again, because I'm between jobs right now, but I'm an outside sales guy. I spend a lot of time in the car. Mm-hmm. I want to get this audio book and listen to it, because I, I have become just crazy about audio books. Um, and, I be- and these are great, because, again, they're all canon. So mm-hmm. it's like it was, and I don't know if you knew this, but it was through that from a certain point of view, a new hope that the B. Arthur character from the holiday special became candid because he's featured <laughs> yeah. in that book. I'm not, I, you can't, that make is that awesome. Up. You can't make it up. Uh, and I love that this next one, the last one that we're going to talk about is also canon. It's star Wars, the Jedi mind. Uh, it is a canon self help book for mindfulness basics and letting things go. So if you want a Star Wars canon book that will also help your mental well-being, this is the one for you. I didn't think that was a sentence I would say in my life, but here we go. Uh, It is inspired by Master Qui-Gon Jinn's Meditation in the Force mid-combat. The book connects to actual Jedi teachings in Star Wars by quote character uh, moment to real life aspects of uh, like mindfulness that you can actually use. I kind of want to check this out. So I, 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 I feel the same way you want to yeah. run through the episodes, but skip the ones we're going to circle back to and then do the same with the, the single game release. And then we'll, then we'll do our crunch down. Does that sound good? Sure. Yeah. Let's, All right. uh, let's do it that way. So uh, do you want to take the first episode? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first episode, again, uh, we're primarily focusing on, uh, episodes of the Mandalorian because we had four of them this month uh, and then we have three that, that we'll talk about in December chapter 10 was the passenger uh, which introduced us to the wonders of frog lady mm-hmm. and the horrors of the eggs that got eaten by uh, the <laughs> as yet unnamed child um, so th- this was a scary one because it's, it's all the spiders my wife didn't like the spiders um, yeah, but it's so. funny that's that's one that really went back that's some uh, Ralph McQuarrie uh, concept art there without a doubt mm-hmm. it's those big spiders and I feel like we I know that we saw we saw other big spiders in Rebels which my wife and I were just rewatching so big spiders are kind of kind of a Star Wars thing so and uh, and in uh, Jedi Fallen Order there are some big spiders yes. there of, of uh, a different variety but yeah big spiders in Star Wars kind of go hand in hand. Nobody likes big spiders. So uh, second up, we had the uh, Legos uh, Star Wars holiday special, uh, which was a hoot. I liked it. Um, I don't know that that's really canon. 
I don't think it's canon. It it shows some stuff that I wish could be. Right. There was right. some training Finn in there, which like the movie should have gotten to. Come on. But, right. uh, you know, until that's actually made canon, in my mind, Finn's a Jedi. So come right. at me. Why, why not? So we, we, we will have to kind of make an exception on that, even though it wasn't really canon. Uh, chapter 12 uh, was a fun sh- uh, chapter 12 of The Mandalorian was a fun shootout called The Siege. Uh, which had which had uh, Boba return Boba oh my God had <laughs> uh, Jin uh, Jin uh, our guy the Mando returning to Navarro yes thank you very much uh, yeah. to connect with uh, Apollo Creed and the not so nice <laughs> not not so nice wrestling lady uh, to go out in the uh, in the desert and Horatio Sands as the lizard guy. Uh, mm-hmm. To team up and they have to take down what ends up being an active military base with yeah. a dirty secret. Uh, about a some experimentations that gives us a little clue as to why uh, Moffy uh, Moffy <laughs> Giddy that's what I hear him being called of in uh, in Baby Yoda speak and, and Grogu speak um, but it gave us the uh, quick appearance of and no longer appearance of Blue Jeans guy oh R I P Blue Jeans guy yeah he was very quickly taken out of there but uh, will live on forever in our hearts. Well, it's like Batman's Wang, you know what I mean? I'm sure you've heard about that. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. All yes. right. And then uh, we'll skip over to uh, you take us home with the quick summaries about the game that came out. Yeah. So there's a new game. I wish I had some VR to test test this one out because, uh, as I mentioned last time, I'm a big fan of Galaxy's Edge. And this game is uh, a VR exclusive called Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge. I apologize for my dog being an ass in the back, but I'm just going to keep going. So uh, this one uh, is a Quest exclusive, Oculus Quest, uh, but um, it, ex- it it connects you to Galaxy's Edge. It involves Batu. Uh, it happens between the episodes of The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, it involves, in, involves a Black Spire outpost. There's a, I, I think it's a flashback scene, although I haven't played it yet, uh, of a, uh, a Jedi temple that's close to Black Spire outpost. Like this game just sounds amazing. And, uh, and I just, I really want to experience this. So I've been kind of pining over an Oculus Quest 2 for a little while. I know Todd has the Oculus Quest. I don't know if he has any intention of playing this, but I really want to. So the next time I have several hundred dollars free, I might have to pick this one up, but right now I love that they are tying uh, Galaxy's Edge in a place that you technically can go in the world, but most people at this point are unable to go visit uh, Galaxy's Edge and uh, Black Spire Outpost in Disney World or Disneyland, uh, one of which is like completely shut down. The other is like 25% capacity or something like that. Uh, Just just don't. yeah, it's cool to visit that in VR while also getting a canon Star Wars story um, That's that seems pretty badass. So, uh, yeah, if you have an Oculus Quest, uh, check that out. Good deal. I like it. All right, so now we're going to circle back. We're going to talk uh, we're going to talk about our favorite stories of the month. Uh, so we're going to go back kind of to the front end of the content uh, or the front section and we're going to talk about comics cuz we each picked one that we really dug on. I have been following um, the canon relaunch of the core Star Wars title uh, since uh, January uh, 2015 when Marvel started publishing it. Now they published 75 issues from uh, 2015 to 2019, uh, which covered lock, stock, and barrel the period between A New Hope and just prior to The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and we're going to talk about a of that in a special episode coming up in the near future. Um, mm-hmm. But just obviously eight months ago, or ish, I should say, because things were delayed, obviously, because of COVID. So earlier this year, um, I believe it was actually, I believe it was in January, they started what I what I like to call canon volume two. So it, it not only took place 
after the events of The Empire Strikes Back, but it actually, the first couple issues took place during the events of The Empire Strikes Back. The very, the tail end where Luke hadn't gotten his hand replaced yet, and they were still yeah. trying to figure out what they were going to do, and this and that. Mark, have you had, have you read issues one through seven? I yet? have, yeah, yeah. yeah I, okay, went, so I went straight back. Have. when once I, once I read this one, I ended up going straight back and reading every single thing, because I, I was mean, like, the, the, what's yeah, the, the yellow lightsaber all about? Like, uh, just, just everything. I needed to know every single bit, so this is, is one that I did go straight back that's my next cosplay actually my my buddy grant who's one of my fellow cosplay guys is a saber builder he's a big jedi oh. cosplay dude and he is so he's he's mocking me up a close enough version of that lightsaber i'm able to just acquire some very simple costume pieces to to mimic luke's current look um that's so that's awesome. gonna that's going to be a cosplay i do in the near future but um yeah but yeah this was issue eight this was part two of uh, what's going on with our gang. So I'll read the summary and then I'll kind of give you my thoughts. Uh, publisher summary to escape the Empire's trap, the rebels have to spring one of their own. What is behind Commander Zara's quest for revenge against Leia Organa? The powerful dark answer revealed in this issue. The rebels' uh, 4th and 7th divisions will pay the price of her revenge. See Luke, Wedge, and Shara Bay. And I don't know if you're that hip about who Shara Bay is. Have you mm-hmm. Have you connected the dots on that one? Yep. All right. So you know what's up. She and uh, a, a fellow rebel are the parents of Poe Dameron, uh, who is he's. It's not like he's not an unborn child. He's just he's a baby at this point. Um, but obviously not part of the story. He he grew up on I believe Yavin Four of all places. So I believe that that's where he is. Uh, but anyway, they battle against the onslaught of Tie Fighters and in a crazy dogfight. So it's actually, I think they're kind of over craziest dogfight of like five panels mm. okay but, you know, <laughs> i mean there's only so much they can really do in 22 pages so i'm not i'm not yeah. really going to i'm not really going to slag them like that here so um it but, reminds yeah. me of like early comic like marvel comic book stuff like the most insane captain america adventure yet and it's like right. well is it though you know yeah or yes yeah, stanley Stan. was always it's <laughs> the beginning of the marvel era of thrills and greatness <laughs> Well, like, okay, exactly. I'm, it reminds okay. me so much of that Stan Lee, just like, yeah, like so I'm, boxing kind of thing. Like, yeah. just like, eh, this is the best one. <laughs> yeah, it's 1968, and I'm 10 years old, so okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy it. That that sounds that's that that's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Um, so the, d- despite all the kind of the big flowery, like, oh, it's this and it's that. I thought there were kind of some some interesting pieces uh, of this. You know, it turns out that uh, Commander uh, Zahara is this. Uh, sidelined imperial badass who was the the evil protege of Tarkin, mm-hmm. uh, who of course was the Grand Moff who died in the Death Star and was further fleshed out not only in the Clone Wars but also obviously in Rogue One and in Rebels as just being an all-around total dick, but <laughs> a military genius. Uh, yes. So what is what was imparted upon him is that uh, you know we we kick the uh, the issue off. Uh, Vader is kind of getting the stink eye. He's kind of getting like the bad job review from the Emperor about, you know, not uh, not following through with uh, capturing Skywalker and not following through on destroying the Rebel fleet. So the Emperor says, "Look, I got I got to bring somebody in who's got a little bit of extra skill in this kind of stuff. Uh, so what do you got for me?" He says, "You know, I've reviewed my files, and there's this uh, there's this Zahara who was a protege of Tarkin." Um, but she got sidelined, which I believe we learned about in part one, kind of what the deal was, is that mm-hmm. he gave her a mission and she didn't carry it out. So yeah. he put a note in her file saying she's going to you know, be scooping dog shit for the rest of her until I decide that I'm going to bring her back into the mix. It didn't end up happening uh, because he died. But Vader was hip to this. It was in her file. You know, it was in her permanent record. <laughs> I've read your, I've read your file. Uh, so he comes up and he says, "Hey, I'm gonna." <laughs> I loved his line. He says, uh, "He said, she said, I won't. She, I'm gonna give you this assignment." And she says, "I won't let you down." And he says, "Well, I wouldn't be so excited because the Emperor knows your name too. So it, basically, if you fuck up, <laughs> you're you're toast. So this is either yeah. the best day of your life or the worst day of your life." So, I thought that was a great line. Yeah. So exactly. So so deal with it. Um, so, you know, it, it hops, and again, you know, the limit of a 22-page uh, format, it hops immediately to she's got them tracked down. Um, and so the, bat- the battle is engaged. 
Um, but you know, this is very personal for her. She she gets on board the rebel flagship where where uh, Leia is now. Luke is engaged uh, in in air combat, and the Falcon is out there with Lando and Chewie engaged in air combat. Um, but she what what she's personally she goes to the engine room. She turns the safeties off, and she says, "I'm not going to turn the safeties back on until you send Leia Organa down here by herself because mm-hmm. uh, she and I are going to have a wrap." Uh, and then so Leia goes down there. She has a gun, but. Fortunately, Zahara's kind of slick with the blade. She's got, you know, a rapier, and she she gives Leia a couple of chops, and she says, hey, you know what? You killed my mentor, and, you know, it, it kind of it's like Batman and the Joker at the end of Batman 89. You made mm-hmm. me. You made me first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. so Luke, Luke shows up the, at the exact right time to kind of scare her off, um, but it's crazy. So, you know, Zara escapes. Uh, you know, her sh- ship jumps away uh, and obviously the rebels survive. But, you know, uh, Luke and Leia are having a, a kind of a follow up rap afterwards. And Leia's Leia's kind of shell shocked. She's like, why? You know, it's I've had enemies before this. He's, basically, this chick really scares the shit out of me. She's really mm-hmm. terrifying. Uh, and I know that uh, I know that she's not going to relent. And and I'm scared to think what our next encounter is going to be like. So they really teed the ball up. I've read the next issue, which starts uh, a new arc. So this was just a little two part story to really get us in deep uh, with Zara. So yeah. I really dug it. And for me, that makes it my story of the month uh, on the comic side. For sure. Th- that was going to be my pick as well, but uh, I-, I picked a different one just because, uh, but I-, I thought this was excellent. I thought uh, I always like villains who are-, are more fleshed out and you can understand this, you know, what, whatever stance you take on the empire or whatever, I mean, you can understand a character whose mentor father figure, whatever was taken away. That person wants revenge. Um, you know, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. And she even has a badass rapier sword. So, uh, there we go. Uh, but like that, I I thought that was so great of, uh, you know, don't bring a gun to a sword fight. And then she brought a sword to a lightsaber fight. So it was kind of, uh, you know, true star Wars fashion of, uh, of just the, the weapons, uh, moving up the line there. But, um, I thought, yeah, it was great characterization, great way to flesh out this, uh, this in between and set up the next arc. So I, I, I thought this was an excellent, excellent story. Awesome. Good deal. And how about you? What, what, what was your pick? So I picked Darth Vader number seven. So this was into the fire part two, the assassin. So Darth Vader struggling to survive uh, the embers of uh, Mustafar. And he ends up facing Ochi of Bastoon. Oh, yes. Of the Sith. I love the name Ochi of Bastoon. It's like I want to be, you know. Carden of the Grand Rapids. I mean, I don't know. I need a a title like that. Something regal. That's it. Yes. Uh, I'll be Mark of the Cape. Um, The Cape. That does sound badass. Yeah, I like that. But uh, this was was great. Uh, Darth Vader is completely battered, broken, missing some limbs, uh, left there by the Emperor as punishment, and uh, literally just kind of dragging himself, one-armed, across Mustafar, and uh, that's kind of where we pick this up and he's having flashbacks and we see uh, the corpse of, uh, you know, basically his, his run through Mustafar and, and the end of episode three, uh, we see the corpse is just kind of lying around and, and at this point se- severely decayed. Um, but uh, then we just kind of see him like the, that hatred and resolve of Darth Vader, like the same kind of thing that kept him alive after his fight with Obi-Wan, um, we, we see that same kind of thing. So he grabs a little yeah. droid and, he, and he, vinegar. That's what he's got right. going on. He's a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's like Wolverine trapped in a robot body at this point. Okay. He is just, and it like, you know, grafts a, a robot leg. Like it looks like a, a droid leg onto his and then gets an, an arm from somewhere else and puts that on and kind of fixes up his other leg. And he's doing all this kind of, himself and and then you see this this bounty hunter who's been or assassin who's been watching him the whole time and says okay well now that you put yourself back together basically i'm gonna kill you uh but i want it to be a fair fight and darth vader who literally just put himself back together is like i don't think so bro and like flashes his lightsaber up and has a big battle (laughs) it's it's way more epic than i'm making it sound and just when you think things are just gonna finish um we 
we get a very distracted Darth Vader who just kind of flits off and is just like, you know what? I'll deal with you later. I don't care. There's something more important. And I thought that was such a badass moment. You have this assassin there. You, you think while you're reading through this, that they're in this life or death battle, but then Darth Vader kind of, it's almost like he's just like, you know what? I'm done playing with you for now. There's something more important I need to go do. And it, like to me, that just epitomizes how badass Darth Vader is. And uh, we see the thing that's calling to Darth Vader that got him so distracted is the eye of Webbish Bog, who was oh, cut oh, out. Man. Fantastic cameo or uh, appearance there. Uh, so the eye of Webbish Bog was created for, I believe, the rise of Skywalker, if I'm not mistaken there. Um cut out of the final cut of the movie but they they thought i guess that it was a cool enough character to bring him back for the comics which which i love that they're able to do that uh for for characters who i guess didn't fit into the final cut of that movie and say what you will or feel what you want to about that movie but uh this character i guess is going to get fleshed out a little bit more in this one um so the the character in concept art was referred to as the Oracle. So I think this, this character is going to have some, uh, some pretty deep ties into the force and, uh, and, and can, can use some pretty cool powers. So what did you think about this one? You know, it's funny the the, the first Vader series to me, which I, which I followed that as well, didn't really seem to click, uh, for me, even just really the way this has in just a couple of issues. And I've gone back and I, I've started the first arc because I've read the I read the first issue when it came out, but I, I haven't I, I went ahead and grabbed the other ones. But the first arc had to do with him trying to kill anybody who kept from him the fact that his uh, his son survived. Uh, so he was just on this ruthless quest to just kill people, and he ends up uh, meeting up with. Uh, well, I won't spoil it if you haven't met it, but he he ends up kind of uncovering some different things, but. Um, so you get really this raw emotion out of him, and then you're getting this raw survival emotion out of him out of this. So this mm-hmm. series just feels very, very different than that first 25-issue run uh, of Vader, which arguably the best thing it did is that it gave us the Dr. Afra character, uh, mm-hmm. which it was spun off to be popular on its own. But uh, I feel like this run so far is really teeing up to be a little bit more emotional, a little bit more interesting. So I, I, I definitely loved it. For sure. For sure. Uh, let's, I, I guess, finish there and move on to some TV shows. So yes, I have the yes. first one on this. And uh, we we went through a few of the, the Disney Plus shows already. But I really wanted to dive into The Heiress, which I was very excited about. This was uh, one of the episodes teased in the first kind of teasers for this season of Mandalorian. We saw uh, a shot of someone who turned out to be another Mandalorian, um, played by Sasha something from... Yeah, um, she's a wrestler, I believe. I I don't follow WWE, yeah, I don't follow wrestling. I can't remember her name offhand, but... uh, I thought this was great. We we see him. We see uh, Din dropping off Frog Lady to be reunited. They, uh, you know, kind of crash land. And and I, I did love. Um, this was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and you get that initial shot of the Razor Crest kind of falling down towards the planet uh, as an homage to her father's Apollo uh, thirteen uh, right. film. So I thought that was oh, kind of neat. Um. But yeah, the rest of this kind of like picks up really quickly. Uh, he's pointed in the direction of the other Mandalorians. Some shit goes down on a boat. The other Mandalorians swoop in, save uh, both Din and the child. And uh, and then they kind of go on a mission together to... Uh, honestly, it doesn't matter. There's Mandalorians. <laughs> and, uh, right. Explosions. The, the, the big reveal here is they immediately, like we've seen in the past, take off their helmets and uh din's like whoa wait a second where'd you get that armor give it to me you guys aren't real mandalorians and they're kind of like no you're part of a crazy cult we're real mandalorians in fact uh you know bo katan is in this one who was in the clone wars animated series and i believe the first character to reprise a role that she voiced on a show yes yeah exactly correct um which is very cool yeah, absolutely. You know what? It almost seems like, is she the, yeah, she must be. I, I feel like there was, 
I don't know. You're right. I, I think some like live action people have obviously voiced their animated versions. There of we go. That that that. But I don't think it's gone the other way. But now it has gone the other way. Hmm. So uh, so that was a great reveal for me as a, as a big fan of the Clone Wars and the Mandalorian arc in that show, especially. Um, she's joined by two other Mandalorians, uh, Axe Wo- Wo- Wolves. Wolves? I, thought, I, I thought it was yeah, like Ax- Axel Wolves or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, something like Ax- that. And uh, Ax- Axel Foley. Why not? Yeah, Cosca Reeves. Um, so again, yeah, they basically say like, no, Din, you've you're a child of the Watch. Like you're a crazy religious cult that doesn't take yeah, your nuts. your helmet off. And and like we we've kind of been theorizing that right from from pretty early on because you know the the showrunners of this show also did. The Clone Wars. So why would they make it so like the Mandalorians didn't take their helmets off? That's never been established before. It just seemed like such a weird addition to the show that didn't need to be there unless there was some reason to it. And we have the reason he's part of a crazy cult. And uh, has he been brainwashed? Is there a deeper meaning to it? Maybe we'll find out this season. Maybe we'll find out next season. I don't know, but I thought it was super interesting. And I loved seeing him team up with other badass Mandalorians. Uh, They have to go on a mission. Like I said, uh, jump aboard an Imperial cruiser. It's loaded with weapons. They have to fight their way through. You can see how badass Beskar is, but also as much as I love the action and combat in this one, I also did think maybe to expect a little bit more from like Mandalorian tactics, uh, where it was just like the tactics seemed to be like, well, I'm wearing Beskar. So I guess I'll head straight into fire and just yeah. get shot a bunch of times like just, you know just, I, <laughs> just keep shooting me but i guess you know from the culture that brought you uh lasers can be deflected by lightsabers so let's use shotguns um yeah, right maybe that's just kind of their style so i thought this was a badass episode um i i loved the the last one that bryce dallas dallas howard uh, directed in season one and uh, and I thought she brought it to this one. So this was a great episode and the first name drop of Ahsoka Tano, which you want to take it over from here? As a matter of fact, just a couple, just the, the, the very next episode. It's like, did, no, they did. They, they had to dink around because he had yes. to go. Siege. Yeah, he had to go and get a ship fixed up the siege. OK, yep. so we did the hey, you got to come on a quest with me thing. And we were afraid, oh, God, is that going to continue? Then he does finally go to yet another planet where we finally get. Now we're getting a live action character, but not re- not, not a voice re- reprieve, but a, a replacement by, you know, my my future ex-wife, Rosario <laughs> a woman who I adore to no end. She's uh, fantastic. Kind of kind of create creating the role uh, for the first time um, for see it again for the first time um, like that. That was the tagline for the special editions. I remember that, but yeah, what we find is that Ahsoka is uh, Ahsoka is she's grown. So obviously the time has gone by. So she's in her 40s. She's my age, um, but still out kind of doing her great Jedi thing. Uh, she's trying to shake down this local governor and this local governor's flunky, who is a, a very pained looking actor, Michael Bean. I thought he was talking funny. Maybe he was doing a funny space accent. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but at any rate, you know, it's one of these uh, Jin shows up and says, hey, I need to find Ahsoka Tano. And the bad governor lady says, I know where she is. Kill her for me and you can have you can have this awesome spear. And she pulls out. She's mm-hmm. a big Beskar spear. And he's like, you know, if 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 the helmet wasn't sealed, you would have kind of seen the drool falling off. his Because <laughs> he's like yeah. Beskar. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he goes off and he doesn't. It's funny because he goes off and he says, where is she? He doesn't say, I'll do it. He says, tell me where she is because he's not going to kill her because really he needs to find her because he needs to hook up his little baby boy who finally gets a name. Grogu is his name-o or Greggy, as I prefer. Uh, Yes, she finally, uh, even though uh, Grogu, uh, which is the greatest thing is that uh, Jin walks up and says Grogu and he goes, Grogu, he likes hearing his name. He really perks up. Um, so she, yeah, you, you get a little bit of backstory about him. The fact that he was at the temple uh, back at the time of the first purge. He escaped. His memory is blank after that time. Um, you know, and, and you know, and she she kind of gives uh, 
the Mandalorian a path of action of really what to do. Take him to this other planet. Tycho is the name of it. Put him on a stone. Blah, blah. It's like, oh, just keep the quest going. Um, so it, it kind of paint the picture. And then obviously we have a big slug out at the end where Mando kills off Michael Bean and essentially bad governor uh, and Ahsoka get into it. And even though Ahsoka doesn't kill bad governor, she does. She gets the greatest one liner. Tell me where I can find Grand Admiral Thrawn. And the, coll- the, the collective sphincter slamming shut around the world uh, of all fans of the classic uh, Timothy Zahn created character brought back into canon during Star Wars Rebels uh, and, and kind of setting the tone uh, for what we're going to see him. We thought, oh, we're going to see him in The Mandalorian. Now we're probably going to see him in Ahsoka's own show. If that is really yeah. her quest, will give us probably not only Thrawn, but probably Ezra Bridger uh, from Rebels. And yep. Sabine Wren, who some people are throwing names around like uh, like Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as, as Sabine Wren. Yep. Other people throwing out her name as Dr. Afro, which would be amazing. So, oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, I love this kind of stuff. So, so this episode does end, and he flies off. And unfortunately, he flies us right out of the month of November because that's the last episode we can talk about, even though there was an episode last week, which was unbelievable. There's an episode this week, tomorrow, which I'll be watching at 5 o'clock in the morning, which I'm sure will be absolutely spectacular. But we're not going to be able to talk to you about that until this time next month, because that is the end of our show. Exactly. Yeah, this was such a, a great episode. And obviously, you know, now, like we talked about, leading to a spinoff. Um I'm I'm just I'm so excited. And you you listed the characters at the start of the show. I said you know Ahsoka. I'm hoping features some characters that I'm very excited about. You listed them all. Um, there's been rumors for or or fan casting choices for all of those characters. Uh, Ezra, I'm trying to think of the the name of the actor that uh, that people keep r- rooting for basically to play Ezra. And uh, he's even said he'd love to. And I can't remember his damn name. I'll remember it the second that we uh, we stop recording. Recording. Absolutely but um, <laughs> one one thing I did want to bring up last time, I believe I made a mistake because I said that the Black Spire Outpost novel led into some Thrawn books. And I must have been thinking or looking at something with Thrawn in it because I was mistaken there. They actually they tie into the Phasma books, not oh, Thrawn. There uh, so there's like the Phasma series of, of novels and stuff. And that's what ties into uh, Black Spire because I was thinking afterwards and I was like editing the show and listening to stuff. And uh, I was like, that timeline doesn't make sense. What was I thinking there? But anyway, then I, I, I went back and looked at the series and it was uh, it was the Phasma books. So if anyone was listening is like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You're right. But also I, I own up to my mistakes. So, <laughs> so there Man, we go. You don't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate, but I try. Uh, so that's that is the end of this episode. Thanks for sticking with us. We. We kind of mentioned we were going to try to keep this a little short and sweet, but we also got the biggest Star Wars drop since ever tonight. So uh, I, thanks for sticking I, with us. Yeah, I think I think concretely it would be the biggest the biggest drop that there's ever been. Um, yeah. So, yeah, forgive us. But yeah, certainly next time um, coming up, I think we're planning on doing a, st- a special actually short episode mm-hmm. uh, where we break, break down um, new canon volume one uh, in this nice little primer uh, that I got for Mark and, Mark and I to read. So I think that we may even be able to do that before the end of December. We'll see what happens. Uh, but absolutely, we will be back in early to mid-January with a complete review of all uh, canon uh, stories uh, that were part of December. So uh, with that, I will take us out, friends. As always, thank you uh, for joining us. As always, it's episode two. I get so <laughs> used to, I get so used to doing my rap. Uh, for as the always show. on all of the shows, I guess. I mean, all, you know, you've been doing all of the shows. Podcasting. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, we are actually, we're, we're a part of the Secret Friends uh, podcasting network, a further extension of the Secret Friends Unite Facebook group and podcast page. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter, uh, as I had mentioned, at Holocron, U-H-O-L-O-C-R-O-N, and the letter U. And of course, at Secret Friends U is our other Twitter handle. Mark, your cos- yours for Code 47 is? Uh, for, for co-op mode? Uh, co-op co- mode, sorry. Yeah, it's uh, at co underscore op mode underscore pod. And my personal one is at the underscore Canardian. There you go. And thanks for keeping that one simple. Uh, for Code 47, which is our Star Trek uh, slash Mandalorian sometimes podcast, it is at 47 podcast. Next time I'll write all this in the notes so I'm not just <laughs> spinning it off the huff. Um, uh, 
Well, uh, drop drop us a, a tweet on any one of those. Uh, tell us something that you're geeking out about across the spectrum, uh, and we will send you a glorious Twitter prize from our Twitter digital locker of fun stuff. Um, you can also find us over uh, the Secret Friends Unite store over at T Public. Sell swag. We have swag for all four of our programs, uh, as well as some other fun stuff, including the Dragon Snakes, which is my uh, X-Wing uh, cosplay squadron. We have a cool logo uh, designed by uh, my partner, Ryan McConnell. Uh, do keep in mind, all proceeds from that do benefit, actually, charity that I belong to in Michigan here for about two years uh, called the League of Enchantment. They do charity outreach for uh needy kids in the state of michigan so you are helping uh keep that organization going so um this was good fun i'm this is our first regular episode it was it was yeah. regular slash irregular because it was a little yeah, longer absolutely. than we were um but i'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna tell you as always uh that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking rex play us out may the force be with you <laughs>